Introducing Collide Goss, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends, anonymously, of course. Hey guys, this episode's a little bit different to what we'd normally record, but this was a series of events that happened to us recently that we wanted to share. I think we've all been there when we feel like the universe is just not on your side and life can be one big shit show. Chuck in a very busy work schedule and all that comes with it and everything feels overwhelming. You might also want to blame Mercury being in retrograde like we did, but we all know a problem shared is a problem halved, so we hope it can help anyone out there dealing with similar things. It comes with a disclaimer that we do talk about issues relating to mental health, terminal illness and cancer. If you do need support, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. I was like lying on the emergency bed with dad. He could barely mm. talk, barely breathe. I was yeah, falling. And you think you're ready to say goodbye when you've got someone mm. sick for 10 or 12 years. You think you're ready for this no. moment. <laughs> you never are. You never are. All right, we're back. We are back. Episode two. I hope people are ready for this one. Today we thought because we're in COVID and lockdown is fucked, we (laughs) would tell you the story about when our whole life turned to shit. Which was like maybe the month leading into COVID. Yeah, the month of June. Which is? Mercury in retrograde. Yes. So if anyone else had a fucked up month that month, that is why. Which I'm not, yeah, I'm not usually across all that kind of stuff, but my sister is really into it. You're into it. And I think, obviously, when you feel a bit more vulnerable, you do look to it. If that makes totally. sense. It's like you're more, like, interested in it because you have more reason to be, can I say? Yeah. Um, but I will say a few, quite a few weird and sad things happened to us. Mm. But... A girl from our office, her dad, something happened to her dad, and then something happened to another guy from our office's grandfather. It was a weird time period. I know, but I'm saying I think maybe we probably had, like, the same kind of month happen years prior to this, but we never noticed because nothing happened. You know what I mean? Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it just weird timing, or is it a weird month? Well, we'll I think... I think we... Yeah, we'll dive into it. I wanted to start by giving everyone a bit of a backstory about my family situation before we jump into this story because otherwise it will be very confusing but about 10 years ago my dad got diagnosed with Mm -hmm. Parkinson's disease when I I was 18 yeah so before I met you Yeah. yeah before you met me so he got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease when I was 18 and um my brother was 16 and at that point in time he was retired. He's 16 years older than my mum, so he's a lot older. He's I didn't know he was retired. I thought it happened on a work situation at first. So the first, yeah, so the first sign of him having Parkinson's was about five years prior to that mm. when he was working. Okay, so you've told me that story before. Yeah, he got this thing called global transient amnesia. So he was in New Zealand and he was sitting at his desk and he couldn't remember anything. So scary. Not a thing. <laughs> he had to open his wallet oh to work God. out who he was, who his wife was. He said it was so scary. It but was, yeah. we didn't know what that was, but a couple years down the track, a, a few things happened where... 
um, in 2007, the stock market crashed and he'd been making, he remortgaged our house mm. um, and lost essentially all of our money. Not his fault, yeah. he was sick at the time. So It all happened at once then, all for you guys. All happened at once, <laughs> had to sell the house, heavy. very heavy. And then um, my mum's dad passed away, which was her last parent living And that money that he left to her was used to get my brother through high school. Mm -hmm. And then we moved around a lot and dad was quite sick and his condition just deteriorated very slowly. Yeah. Very slowly. If my dad's a very happy, positive, funny. Which is so lucky. Like that is one thing where you guys can, like I suppose, if there is any like good side to it or bright side. I mean, he's, he's like the best guy for it to happen to because he is so chilled, like so chilled, so yeah. happy still, and you so know, positive, positive, yeah. Um, so over those ten years, um, you know, we had to seek financial aid from the government to get mm. help at home. That was a hard time, really difficult mm. process, and I, so I would like to help anyone that's gone oh. through that because it's a lot of paperwork and it's so intense and there's so many different hurdles you have to get over to get approved and he at this stage when he got approved for the at home care he was pretty bad like he was wandering off we have a few incidents before that yeah so one incident I wanted to tell on the podcast was um when Ella and I were getting our makeup done at my house for a... We're not vain or anything. Just, not at all. Just getting our makeup done. Dad's yeah. just <laughs> casually dying in the corner. Don't say that. So it we, wasn't like that at all. It wasn't. He was... Um, he so was chilling. He, at this we point, he's, he was. he's like, he's so funny. He's hilarious. Like, occasionally he'll have his weird moments. Well, he just um, doesn't complain. So never really complains. So he you never just know. wouldn't know. Well, we didn't know, really. Yeah. yeah. Had no idea. Um, at this point, he's also got dementia, but you can mm. barely notice that at no. this, until this day. <laughs> so anyway, we're getting our makeup done and we've got this big event on that night and he comes in and he's like, I'm, fr- I'm freezing, I'm freezing, I'm mm. freezing. And I was like, oh my but God. But I thought that was the dementia kind of coming into play. You know, when they get really irritable and like, Totally. Yeah, and I just thought maybe he was a bit confused all of a sudden. I just didn't think that it was what it was going to be. No. And obviously the next bit of the story is, like, so, us thinking the, like, worst possible thing you can do to someone with this is what we did. Yeah. So <laughs> I, he came in and he's like, I need to have a bath, I need to have a bath. And I was like, okay, I'll pour you a bath. Got my dad completely naked. Um, well, I was downstairs. Well, you were downstairs. <laughs> I was like, no. And I was like, Jesus, Dad, that's a small little doodle. <laughs> so and he started laughing at that. He started so you were laughing. Like, I was, okay, he's here. I was he's like, fine. he's back. Yeah. And then he would start going psycho. Like, I'm, if any of you are familiar with dementia, that it can kind of come in waves where they get so aggressive. And he's like, get off me, get off me. And then I ran downstairs and I was like, Ellie, you need to come up here. It was awkward because we had like a friend who was practicing her makeup. It was a client actually, sorry, mm. who was like practicing her makeup on us and offered to do it. And obviously if it was just me there, he'd probably be more comfortable for you. But when there's another person that's added into the mix that you have to explain like, oh, my dad's this or that. Oh, there was something yeah. actually really bad happening, but it's a very awkward situation for you, I suppose. You know, yeah. like, kind of in the middle of getting such a vain thing done at the time, but then something so... Yeah, it was, was happening. so like, weird. 
we're about, we were just all we were caring about was going out. At, like at, we didn't like it was just. I so, was in shock, yeah. and I thought because he, you do fall a lot when you have Parkinson's, and I'm in the bath with him, and then Ella, you came up. I don't know if you remember, but then he snapped at you. Mm. He snapped um, at you, and you're like, blurbs so that happened. Everything was just like, oh fuck, this is yeah. bad. So I put him in this like boiling hot bath, and he starts like shaking yeah. even more, which people don't do. Yeah, well, when I rang the ambulance, <laughs> finally, Mum was at work, and I was, I, I, I had no idea what to do. So I rang the ambulance, and they were like, okay, so he's got these symptoms, he's freezing. What have you done? And I'm like, I put him in a really hot bath, and they're like, okay, get him out of the bath immediately. And I was like okay trying to navigate around my dad's naked body to like pull out the plug <laughs> oh, of the bar and um and dealing with like what am I doing right now yeah and being like we're ho- we were hosting this sounds really vain but we were actually putting on an event for our friends at Pelicano was that Pelicano night yeah and so oh wow okay yeah um and you I still came I there. still came to and that. you kind of like were you're very good at like shutting off everything yeah it's weird me telling this because I do like shutting off if something really bad's happening but I had a feeling it was going to be okay because at this point he'd never had anything that bad happen but anyway moving on quickly with that though the ambulances we ended up calling the ambulances we rang your mum and they did say it was obviously quite a hectic fever they thought was coming over him like pneumonia so you're not supposed to put someone in a bath a hot bath because it actually what does it do to the body did they tell you it fucks it up even more like oh, the temperatures in like out of because he of actually life. wasn't really hot. He was sorry. He wasn't really cold. Yeah. He was really hot, yeah. but he didn't know. Which obviously it's a very um, easy mistake to make, maybe when you're not medically trained <laughs> or My, had children, <laughs> we didn't know what to do. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, put him in the bath. Like, when he so. arrived, I was like, I'm so sorry. My dad's naked. I couldn't get him out. Couldn't yeah. get him out of the bath. But that's a very long. But then the ambulance story. came and he went off and he was yeah. But he had pneumonia. Is, he had pneumonia, and this is just maybe one did of. Did you just call it pneumonia? Oh my god, I did. Sorry. Pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, Ron Dog had pneumonia. What is that? Really rare illness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking too quick. I've had like three sips of this margarita. Steph like has got. Usually we do um Mr. Consistent, but um Steph bought. No, I'm saying it's a good thing. You're looking at me weirdly. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of the name. Oh yeah, I can get the name. Classic something. Anyway, yeah. we'll put it in there. Um, anyway, they have they're like two standard drinks. They've got tiny cans. I thought it was like a little like kind of yeah. They're strong. I made them strong. Like I deliberately so. got strong drinks because I was like, this is going to be a heavy story uh, to right. tell. So anyway, yeah, this was the start of many things to kind of um, happen with Ron and you guys. Mm-hmm. And now it gets us like fast forward a few years, and he's in a home. Yeah. Great we found home. A great home in the end, which took a while. It's taken years, but you got there. Yeah, again, would like to anyone who needs help trying to get their dad into a government or any parent into a government funded bed. It's a very long, stressful process, but it can be done. And he's in a really good nursing home. My older brother helped him get in there, mm. which was amazing. Yeah. And like, obviously, it's been hard for you guys because you can't. Like, you're not living with him. Anymore. No. But yeah, so you knew at the time it got to the point that it was like, this is it. Because you weren't at home. Everyone was working. Yeah. He was falling a lot. He was walking around up to the petrol station yeah. and getting stuff. <laughs> he would he's walk so to funny. the... He's the funniest <laughs> man. He'd walk to the petrol station and be like, can I have a free Diet Coke? And they'd be like, sure, because yeah. we live around the He was the a corner. regular. You know. And then he'd literally get free coffee 
and pastry oh, yeah, and anything. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shout and out to And the pet George. shop. And the pet shop. <laughs> Drive he'd, him home. He'd go for walks. He started wandering yeah, around, which, which was scary for you guys. Yeah, another thing. And the at-home care were like, we can't, we're worried about when we leave and there's a two-hour gap, no one's there. Oh, that's right. You had all those people coming in too. Yeah, yeah. but they couldn't. There wasn't enough time no, for them to be no. there all day to look after him. And, like, you held on for a while. Yeah, anyway. it's a really it's a really hard decision doing that, but he's in a good nursing home. Yeah. Anyway, during that time, they call when anything happens. So if mm. they fall, if they hurt themselves, if they're complaining, if they're depressed, anything, they'll call us. Ron is always happy, so that was never an issue. He's got lots of friends in there. And at this stage, just so you're aware, he is... In and out. So yeah. some days he's great, some days he's... What's it called, like, sundowners? Or yeah, he's got sundowners. Yeah. Um, it's like a certain time in the day where they kind of go... They maybe when the medication kind of is hitting or is not hitting. That's what I always get confused. Like when I you don't know because yeah. he is on a lot of antipsychotics, mm. I think. Don't quote it's me. It's some because... type of chemical imbalance all of a sudden in the day. Yeah. But it always seems to happen later on. Like, yeah. we're always like, that's not a great time yeah. to ring him. Maybe we just shouldn't, you shouldn't talk to him during yeah. the day. That's so He's great time. in the yeah. morning. So, then, yeah. Sometimes I have an amazing conversation with him. Other times it's just gibberish. No, he's in Palm Beach. Crazy. Always in Palm Beach. He loves Palm Beach. Or Catalina. <laughs> Catalina. Lovely <laughs> restaurant. Great city. He's had an excellent, excellent life. So, we're, we're okay with that. Um,. Anyway, so then this month happened. I mean, yeah. this was... When was it? Yeah. So it was in June, <sighs> and... It had a build-up of, like, work was really, really hectic. Busiest like, month. So with, busy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think as well it was busy because we, like, COVID had kind of disappeared for that time. Like, we were all really excited to go out all the time, go out every weekend, and work was heavy. This was happening. Um... And then I was trying to organise my hens get-together. And it was literally... Not hens, my bridesmaids lunch. Sorry, I always get confused. There's got to be a name for that. It's inviting your friends and telling them they're going to be your bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I was finding it so hard because there were so many bloody things on every weekend. Anyway, I happened to pick, um, you know, got a spare weekend and bloody jotted it in the diary. And then, um, so we went out to Bondi that day and everything was kind of fine. Beautiful restaurant. Beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Day. Beautiful day. Um, all having a time. And obviously, you know, after a few margaritas, you always want to extend the party. I think we went to Ravisi's after. Went to Ravisi's. And, um, for yeah. our interstate <laughs> listeners, which there would be none, that's in Bondi. <laughs> <laughs> And what was the other place we went to? The photo- we used for oh, Akira. Akira, which was fun. Yeah, that's going to be my recommendation. That was really cute. Local, yeah, 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 that, that was, was really great. Cool. Um, so it was a really nice day, and then obviously, yeah. So we got a bit pissed, and then you want to, you know, keep the party going. So Steph very nicely opened her place up for the after party. Yeah, <laughs> went back, and we're all pretty like we've been drinking for like what? all day, all day. Yeah, day drinking, we love day drinking. And I feel as though when I got the call, we were really settling in. Oh, settling the in for the night. The music was perfect. Dying, all the girls over, love a girl's night. We really did, good yeah. crew, I didn't feel weird yeah. at all, there was no one strange there. Yeah. And then you get this call, like, <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> so like, it's so weird, because don't you reckon when you're really, like, drunk like that or fucked up, like, it's such a happy time as well, because you're like... <laughs> 
You know, it's like the weekend, you've got Sunday the next day, like works up till Monday. It's like this really nice kind of period all of a sudden during the week that you're like really at bliss because you're like just like having the best yeah. time. And there's so many like hours in between of just not having anything to worry about. Don't you find that? Like, you always feel like you're like bulletproof kind of nothing. And Sundays are right off. Sundays are right off. You don't have to like, I just worry. got asked to be maid of honor. Yeah. I was on, I was like on a high. high. And then you get this fucking call. I don't think you remember. It was a bit of a blur. I don't know if you were sitting in the room with us or you were like outside. I, I was with you. So we were all and sitting I looked, yeah, in our living room. Yeah. My boyfriend's there as well. Get this phone call. was there. Yeah. Of yeah. course he was. Of course he was fucking there. <laughs> Side note, he was having, he, he, I don't want to slander his name, but he. <laughs> what are you going to say? We have a few arguments, like I'm sure many girls do, about their boyfriends partying and drinking. Yeah. He was, and yeah. he was meant to be having a night in. And when we got but how to mine. how weird is that timing though? So weird. Yeah. When we got to mine, he was in bed with Maccas, almost asleep. Oh, he was hungover. Yeah. yeah. And then he came out and joined us, obviously. Joined us, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. get the phone call. Um, it's the nursing home and they've said that dad has had a fall and they thought it was fine. They were trying to get on to us that day. But because I was at um, this lunch with Ella, the miss Were they calls, ringing you at the lunch? I don't know. They said they were ringing mum, but mm. like, don't want to blame anyone for that. No answer. <laughs> no, not because it's, they ring all the time. Anyway. They said he had a fall, they thought he was fine, but in actual fact, he was complaining of excruciating pain, and he'd blown up a little bit, like his whole body mm. was swollen, and they were calling the ambulance, and I, it was so much information at once that I just burst into tears because mm. I didn't know what to do, but I still didn't think it was that bad. No, I was like, you never want to think it's that bad. No, never, no. never, never, never. So, anyway, all the girls left. Yeah, um, that's even, yeah, in itself, we were like, what do we do? Because it's sort of like, fuck, you were crying. I was coming and being like, you need to go. Like, I'll get a run out. You just go to the hospital. But then I felt so weird because I wasn't going to the hospital with you. And, like, I wasn't... But it was still COVID but it was, in the yeah. sense that you could only have three people. Yeah, but awkward in the fact, like, I had, like, all the other girls there that I'd asked. And, like, I couldn't just, like... You couldn't have fun, like, But, like, I... But it's all, it's still like a really hard situation. To yeah, be in. <laughs> you had, none of us had any idea how bad it would be. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, so Steph went off and I obviously went on with the night thinking, like, oh, I'll be okay. Did you say like you went back to Maddie's and then you were all, sorry, went back to our friend's house and you were all sitting there like, this is too weird, like, we're gonna go home? Yeah, I think we just like lasted another hour and then we were like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be a big day. And then that to like top it, like, top it off with like that emotional kind of like ending was kind of a lot um it was a lot yeah so then you got to the hospital though and so then... I rang my mum and I was like mum you need to pick me up because I can't drive so I'm over the limit and then I rang my little brother and I said hey um I need to come and get you wherever you are um dad's had a fall and it's not looking good and then I rang my older brother and I think he came later but the guy came home mum picked us up and when mum picked us off, well, yeah. this is our goss for the yeah. This is my goss. For and it's episode. Saturday night, everyone, so... You no know, judgment Saturday here. night, not in COVID, and we're all having a time, so... Yeah, so <laughs> we're in the car, and, like, Guy and I are kind of laughing because I'm so drunk, and, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. He's been <laughs> weird. 
And he's like, Mum, Mum, pull over. I need you to I need you to stop at sushi down this sushi place for some sushi. It's great sushi though. I miss that place. The best. <laughs> um and so we pull into Rose Bay and like mum my mum's very emotional, that's where I get it from and she's semi Is your mum like what the fuck is wrong with you two? Like what like was she like had any idea how no, you guys but, were? <laughs> but she knew I wasn't sloppy, I was more just like deer really, in the headlights, like, yeah. like holy shit, what's happening? Anyway, so she guy goes in, gets sashimi. And, and like, everything. Everything That's and, so I, weird. And, and I'm like, the fact you have an appetite right now is Get really like a katsu chicken like mayonnaise, like really, like the you know, like something heavy. Get a teriyaki chicken bento bowl. Oh yeah, with rice and just like mushy. Bit of rice, like lighting something. Or some dumplings. Oh. Dumplings. Yeah. Wrong choice. Yeah. And he's scoffing it down in the car. Yeah, that like, is so itchy. He was having that drunk. And mum's just like <laughs> driving, like not knowing not what to do. <laughs> we get there and we're sitting in emergency and we're waiting to get let in. And finally me and mum are allowed in. And when we get in there. Where was Guy? It was only two at a time because oh. of COVID. And Guy was like, I'll wait here with my Guy sashimi. was like, I'll wait here. <laughs> And anyway, so I walk yeah. in, and when we got in, he was uh, he was honestly like it was a shock to the system. He was blown up to the size yeah. of like a puffer fish. He could barely talk. He could barely breathe. Was, Mum was, was he awake? barely. Yeah. Mum was hysterical. Mm. All the ambos were freaking out because they've actually got to stay until you get admitted. Mm. And because he's older, he's not a priority. Like, you always, you know. Really? Yeah. Always, always. So he was waiting there in the bay and he was like, it was so... Hectic. Hectic to see. Coming from like a Saturday night out to straight to emergency. Oh, sobered me like up that. straight away. Yeah. And then I came out and I got Guy and I was like, you've got to come in here. And he came in, still acting really fucking weird. <laughs> like, and he's like, he was like making this face of just like, because my dad's like blown up like a puffer fish. Like yeah. he's like a very and going skinny... back on your your dad used to be like a bigger guy. He loves ice cream, loves eating, but he's always stayed obviously very skinny because of Parkinson's. That's mm. one of the side effects. Like you're quite, you can't put on weight no. as much. Yeah, but he loves it. Loves food. So it was like weird seeing him like that, wasn't it? He because looks like he when back he in the was day or sixty. Weird. Yeah. yeah. And Guy was like, "Oh, I'm going to take a photo of Dad to send to him. Like it's like how he was back in the day." And he's like. When you touch, oh, so his phone. <laughs> yeah, when you touch someone's skin when they're blown up like this, because it turned out he had a punctured um, lung, it feels like you can squish mm. on, like it's like a, mm, it's like I'm a really, squishy. Yeah. Did you touch it? Yeah, I did. And then guy was touching it and like making these weird faces, <laughs> and then <laughs> like jelly, like <laughs> yeah. And then anyway, I was telling him. Last night, I'm going to do the podcast on Dad. Like, you know, it's a bit of a heavy story, but I think it might help mm. some people, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, oh, well, um, I forgot to tell you that I was um, on mushrooms that night. And oh, I was... So he never told you. Never told me. He's comp- what are with you and the Allens? Like, <laughs> you and the Allens. You, Allens. Tell him. Just dirty liars. <laughs> dirty, bloody liars. God. <laughs> Anyway, he, he said he was hallucinating. <laughs> he was, like, wigging out, and I was like, you are unwell. You're unwell, yeah. But it's a Saturday night. We don't condone this behaviour. 
he was just trying to let, let off some steam. steam. <laughs> I was let like, off let some off steam. steam. But it was just like the worst time you could ever do that because you want to be in a safe place. Um, I feel for him. Mm. Anyway, fast forward, dad gets um, put into emergency, we go home. We go to bed, we get a couple of hours sleep, we both wake up, Guy and I, because mum stays with dad, really hungover, also feeling so strange. And mum calls me and she said, you know, he's got three fractured ribs mm. and a punctured lung, it's really bad. And he's already sick, he's, he's already sick. Very frail. Very frail, very sick. And obviously when, like, an older, like, Steph's dad is a bit older, like, what is He's 82. 82. So, you know, with, like, a long-term illness as well, like, it's scary when they get that stuff because you're like, oh, like, anything could really get them in the end. Yeah. That's what the scare, you know... So that's why it was like a it was a huge deal. And because he'd already had pneumonia, if he got it again, um, it would... Mm. potentially kill him. Yeah, which, well, we were thinking that. Yeah, yeah, we were thinking that. So anyway, I spent all day Sunday with him. And then let's just quickly mention the fact that we had the biggest shoot of our life that we'd ever done in four day, five days' mm. time. Yeah, a lot of content to be shot. <laughs> so like a two-day campaign a, well, yeah. for our client Big budget needed to be shoved into a lot of talent. Day. Yeah. Nothing could be moved, and nothing we, could yeah. be cancelled. And work in general was so busy. So like even working up to that and like trying to make sure all the deliverables were ready and like all the talent, all the production was ready and the house was ready that we're hiring in Palmy, like and then having Steph's dad like in like literally intensive care yeah. while we were there as well leading up to it was a lot a lot and like even emotionally for me obviously I feel a lot for Steph when she's going through shit because I feel it too because we obviously work very closely together don't make me cry <laughs> no but then I'm just then I'm warming up to what then happened to me <laughs> yeah well, what happened just quickly so then he's in emergency my childhood friend that I've grown up with happened oh, to be right. working. Yeah, that's so lucky as well. This story, you'll be like, I don't even know if you remember yeah. it, but we were, um, she, I was like lying on the emergency bed with dad. He was could barely mm. talk, barely breathe. I was yeah, bawling. And you think you're ready to say goodbye with, when you've got someone mm. sick for 10 or 12 years. You think you're ready for this no. moment. <laughs> you never are. You never are. So nothing ever prepares you for that. She, my friend Harriet Wadsworth, shout out to her. She was amazing. She worked in the hospital. So she was kind of updating me and she said. Kind of prepping you as well. She said, it's not looking good. It's not looking Mm. good at all. It wasn't. I was thinking like that was the end. end. Yeah. Yeah. So she um, told me that. And then it was a Monday morning and I. I rang Ella, she was bawling, I was bawling, but then I was like... You're like, what do you say to someone about their dad like that? Like, it was so some... heavy. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's so hard. And I was like, hey, listen, joke, jokes aside, <laughs> we need to meet up about this shoot and you need to meet me somewhere near the hospital. So we met up on the Monday and Ella is like a weird freak and she knows every cafe, restaurant and bar in every <laughs> single suburb of Sydney. I don't. That's an exaggeration. So I like to go to like if I'm at a suburb or at a place, I get really like weird if I don't get like, I don't go to the best place and get coffee at it. It's really like upsets it me. It really like, annoys me. Yeah. You don't like it. Which, like, saying that, I sound like my sister, Ruby. No, she but you gets like so, She gets more upset than me. Yeah. So then we met up at that cafe, yeah. And I ordered a bone broth, and we were, la- we were both yeah. laughing because we were like, how the 
fuck, are we going to get this shoot across the line? Well, just with you, and I was just like, you know, I didn't even think that, like, I just didn't even know what to expect because I didn't know if he was going to pass before then or yeah. after then. And then I was getting anxious thinking about, like, fuck, I've got to do this by myself maybe. Biggest Which is, like, fine because we've got, like, heaps of amazing people working with us on it. But it was, like, a lot of, you know, like, a lot of, like, organisation as well that was going into it. It wasn't really well, about... There were three makeup artists, six talent, four photographers, <laughs> yeah. one and producer. Products. There's, like, hundreds of products. Hundreds of products, three videographers. Mm. Like... It was probably, like, all the products and the talent and stuff, it should have been, like, maybe over two days even, but we just had to fit it into one big day. And even, like, without having any issues aside, like, that kind of stuff's a lot to deal with and it's a big day and, it's you know, it's exciting but stressful, blah, 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 but, like, just, like, having, you know, your dad, like, knocking on bloody heaven's death door. door. Heaven. Death, heaven's heaven, heaven's yeah. door. I was, like, getting really anxious about it, you know? It, it was touch and go. So he got admitted to a different ward and his sister flew out, um, Maureen, to, from New Zealand to essentially come and say goodbye. Mm. And I was in the room when she came in to say goodbye and it was... I don't like this story. <laughs> when she was like, oh, goodbye, my little brother. I was like, oh, that's your yeah. baby. That's your baby brother. And, and imagine was, saying that and not knowing that you're going to see them again. Not knowing yeah. and because of COVID. And it was honestly so sad and yeah. heartbreaking. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. That made me cry. I was like, fuck. Because it's but so it's weird. Just, it's like full circle in life. Like thinking I'm going to come back to that. Like I'm going to have that moment maybe. To all of us are. Yeah. But it's just like you're in a trance. But I'll hurry up with this story. But one... When when someone it might pass away, that the ten, the doctors have to be pretty hectic with you, and that this group of five doctors came in, and they were like, "Hey, you've got to think about this, this, and this. Mm. You've got to work out." Which this. is so hectic because you're like, "I'm doing with enough at the moment. Yeah. Like my emotions, my family, like, like I don't even want to think about that. I want everything to be all right. I don't want to be thinking about this. No. Like, you know, yeah. and I was sitting. I would sit on his bed every day and work because we literally had so much work on yeah. him. And he was not, like, he couldn't even speak. So yeah. I would just sit. Just being there those nights. Sit yeah. with him all day, every day. My little brother still had to work. My older brother still had to work. My mum still had to work. So I was lucky enough to be able to be there every day. And these doctors come in and it's like Grey's Anatomy where they're like, hey, end of life plan. Do you want them to be comfortable? Do you want them to be this? Do you want them to be that? And I just started laughing in front of like six doctors because I, I genuinely what do you want me to say? had no idea what to say. Yeah. And then they had the same conversation with my younger brother and he was like, nah, you don't know my dad. He's a fighter. He's, I'm not even accepting this. I'm not answering yeah. any of your questions, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he he's... On those days leading up to the shoot, he's in and out. Yeah, in and out. Positive yeah. news, negative news, positive news, negative news. Then we get, I'm going to hand it over to you. Oh, you get to the shoot, yeah. Before that, we meet up at a shopping centre near the hospital. Oh, we did our big shop. Did yeah. our big shop. We're both in a trance, buying clothes for the shoot. And then you do an all-night vendor before the shoot? Oh, because I was working on the shot list, yeah. yeah. Wait, at this point, did you know anything about your dad? Mm. You knew a little bit. Oh, I think he... Uh, oh, yeah. So he'd been into day surgery maybe like two... Maybe while your dad was in emergency, but no one had told me. He Ellie, had this is Ellen's a few dad. issues, but like it wasn't really talked about because 
he's really bad with like health stuff and die. He always goes to the doctor. He always thinks he is dying. So like, I don't take anything very seriously because I'm always like, you're like me. I'm really bad with hospitals and stuff like that. Like that kind of shit freaks me out. I've um, got a few stories to tell. <laughs> I hate that. So I just die. Anyway, so I had um, recently kind of maybe had, I don't think maybe people had told me, but he'd been into hospital to get his prostate checked. Yeah. Um, and he, and I didn't get told until he was in there in the operation. And I was like, oh, Steph, like my dad's there too. Like, ah. <laughs> like you know, I just didn't think anything of it. Cause as again, again, you never really want to think anything bad of it. So I just, was we were really, in a trance and I had, I was so busy at work. I was so stressed. I just didn't want to think, oh fucking something shit's going to happen to me too. And I've, I've always thought I'm, I'm always on the lucky run. I've never really had anything really tragic happen to me. Touch wood. Touch wood. Up until that. And then, um, so I never, I don't know, I've never really taken that stuff seriously because I've never thought it could happen, you know, to my family or anything. And your dad's more of a uh, dad. Yeah, and yeah. he's young. Like, he's not that old. He's like no. 55 or something. Yeah, it's a young dad. Um, so, yeah. And then when we got to the shoot, my mum and sister came to visit and mum was like, oh, by the way, your dad's waiting for his results. Like, he gets them back today. And I was like, oh, fuck today. Of all days, like... We're waiting to see if he has fucking cancer or not. And I kind of was like, oh, he'll be fucking fine. But I was stressed because I'd had, like, no sleep. And I was... Yeah, Ella stayed up all night all doing the shot list. Because I knew, like, Steph wasn't going to be great. And I was like, oh, I've got to kind of push through on this. But I was stressed about her and stressed about Dad. And I don't know. It was a weird place to be mentally, though. <laughs> I got to this shoot and I'd, like felt so sick. Remember mum had to bring me like all this neurofin and stuff. I thought I was Ella got like a like a really weird like I've never had that feeling before. I felt so dizzy and I was like trying to just push through there but I was like I need something right now because I don't feel well. Mum came up to Palmy and gave me some like painkillers. Anyway I got through the day and I kind of had forgotten about it but my little sister stayed and like you know we were were such like a fun when we ended we were like oh yes like it's just like a little slice of happiness all a of a wind. sudden a wind of <laughs> happiness and I was like let's go out to dinner we had Sarah's brother Ryan there with us we had our really good friend's brother helping us directed his great fun and then we had Grace and her little friend and um we went to Boathouse at oh no it's called um Barangari House. House sorry yeah. but yeah Boathouse group and we had drinks to celebrate you know had food and we were kind of like oh at least that's done it's like one thing to tick off you know yeah and Surely we, nothing else bad could no. happen right and now. And we was cheering. We're dad cheering. was stable. And your dad was stable and we were like, let's see it. Anyway, me and my little <laughs> sister were <laughs> so annoyed and fucked up this story. Anyway, so then me and my sister drove back from Palmy after, you know, having a drink and having a nice dinner. And I was like, Grace is like, oh, has dad, like, has anyone rung you from home? And I was like, no. And I'm like, isn't that a good thing? Maybe nothing bad has happened. And she was like, oh, I feel like that's weird. Maybe let's, like, try and ring Eddie and see his, like, reaction to it. Because I'll know. I'll be able to pick up if something's wrong. And I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever. And um, rang Eddie. He was at home. And he was like, oh. I was like, have you heard anything from Dad? And, like, about the results? And he was like, oh, no. Like, I like oh, that was even too obvious. But he was like, oh, no. Like, come home, where, where are you? Like, kind of being like, I thought it was normal. And then I hung up and Grace looked at me and she was like, 
that was really weird. And I was like, you're wigging me out. Like, shut up. <laughs> okay, just shut I'm not laughing. Up, it's just but so, it was so crazy. weird because Grace is like a bit like, ooh, like she thinks she can, like, back at school, she'd like read people's fortunes and like she <laughs> was really into all that shit. So I'm like, oh, here you go with your bloody la di da, hoodie doo shit. Like, just shut up. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this right now. And she's like, try and ring Ruby. And I was like, Ruby's out, like, partying with her friends. And she was like, so let's just ring her, like, you know rang her, didn't pick up, and I was like, okay, Grace, let's just get home, everything's fine, and um, then Ruby rung back, and Ruby, my middle sister, is kind of like, she's great, but I don't think she understands sometimes, <laughs> like, maybe, I don't know, how do you say, it? maybe, like, the situation, she's not great with sickness, or, like, maybe serious stuff, like, she does admit herself that she's quite immature about it, she doesn't really know how to deal with it, so she gets on the phone, and we're like, oh, oh, yeah, like dad like what's happened and she goes oh yeah have you heard yeah he's got cancer and we were like and she was like people are like partying in the background she's like yeah he has cancer anyway i can't talk about a party and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you and like yeah people deal with it differently but that i was just like and then grace was like (laughs) bawling and i just need to like you know when you just go into this like freeze moment you're like this is not happening right now like no, Surely and not. I'm about to pull up at home. I'm going to see dad and mum, and that's going to be really hard for me to look him in the eye and have that. And Grace is just like fucking sobbing, and she's had a like a breakup recently with her boyfriend as well. So she just felt really vulnerable. She's very young, as well. very young, and she she said I just can't do. Before that, she's like, if dad has it, I can't deal with this emotionally right now. I can't. And I was like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> and we, like, literally as soon as we pulled up at home, it was, like, fucking World War fucking two. And she was crying. I was in shock. I didn't really know how I felt. It didn't really feel real. And then I walk in and, you know, putting aside daddy's, like, so bad with this kind of stuff. And I'm bad with this stuff. I get really emotional. I feel so... I feel for people. With, I just feel so... Helpless. Ho- helpless. Yeah. It makes me really upset. And I just, like burst out crying we were just hugging for ages and it was like a very emotional night you know it's like fun why is my best mate going through losing a dad and then I've got this even though I know he'll be like at that point I didn't know we didn't know like how bad but it was you didn't but know. it was like fucking hard it was just the worst worst time ever worst time yeah like and then, then I remember I mess my mum rang me in the car when I was driving mm. with Sarah's brother Morgan and we were like Listening to like hectic Will Sparks music all the way home. He was driving my car. I was so drunk. I was crying and laughing, crying and laughing. Yeah, it was weird. And then my yeah. mum rang and she's like, "Hi, your dad's got pneumonia." And I was like, mm. "Perfect." And then I messaged Ella going, "Dad's got pneumonia," and she wrote back going, "My dad's got cancer." <laughs> and we both, we so both, not funny. It's we, so <laughs> we both go. And I was like, what is happening? And our messages were like, is this fucking happening to us right now? Like, It was so it bad. It was really, really weird. And I don't know. And then after that was kind of a blur and then it was kind yeah, of Yeah, like I can't remember it. Going the work. next week with work was really bad. Really bad. And we were going to work, but I was still kind of waiting for dad's results. And you were trying to deal with if your dad was going to make it through and stuff. And um, when he we had, had a seizure. And then he had this really bad seizure, yeah, and we were dealing with, like, we and we just um, employed, like, we had all the girls working Yeah, we had there. two employees. They just saw they us, They must like, have been, crying. like, you guys are fucking Fucked wacko. Up. 
even though I'm like, sorry, we're really not this emotional usually. It's just like <laughs> crackpot alert. Like, I know we're not crap yeah, anyway. But yeah. it was a really hard time, but it was like a very emotional as well for both of us. I think because when you're dealing with that kind of like stress and running your own business, you always dependent on one person kind of keeping that okay. car kind yeah. of being like, okay, you can kind of fly out for a minute, maybe something yeah. bad. But it was like boom, like both things going on, like I'm not here, you're not here, but some weird things sometimes when that kind of shit happens, you kind of just like I know a lot of people say it, but you just get shit, you still get shit done. You get shit done, yeah. you go into autopilot, yeah, we got the shoot yeah. done, we got all our work done, and it was the strangest time. Yeah. Silver lining, both our dads are still on this earth. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> fast forward, yeah. Everything's alright, well, at the moment. Your dad actually, like, pulled through. He had a really bad seizure, though, at one point when dad, when my dad was still pretty bad, and I didn't, I mean, not yeah. bad, but we were still waiting for the results to come in, and then... It was like a TV show. In in a shared office space. I know, I thought he'd passed away, like that streak of like, you know, you're like (gasps) animalistic. I was like, and all our employees were like looking kind of like (laughs) something around. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) And you like he's had a set. And I did think then that that was That was him. And then your dad is just like a freak of nature though. Freak of nature. Back at the nursing home, like but pretty fine. Pretty fine. Yeah, and then, he's good. Yeah, and then my dad got mixed results kind of back. But at the moment, yeah, he got told that we have, me and my partner have our wedding coming up, but we hope in January in Tasmania. And then I think that was a huge thing for dad. He went to all these specialists and he was like, obviously the biggest thing is you get it cut out. Yeah. Prostate cancer I wasn't really aware of before this, but like obviously looked into it. Prostate cancer is like the best kind of cancer, right? With like little bunny introvert kind of things. Bunny ears. Bunny ears. Like, as in like quotation marks. Quotation marks. Bunny ears is I'm really bad with this kind of stuff, yeah. Bunny ears, like best cancer to have. Um, Because it's very slow growing, so he had time to go to heaps of specialists and um, work out what the best options were. He's really weird about operations, like that's where I get it from. Um, So his biggest thing was like, I don't really want to get it taken out. But, like, if I have to, I have to. So he started getting mixed review because he was on, like, kind of the border of it. But end result, though, he can wait, watch and wait, which is great. And, like, you know, hopefully he can just wait for our wedding if it does go ahead, obviously. But he can wait to deal with it after rather than going through. Because when you do have the operation, it is quite a long um, recovery. Like, then a few things can go, obviously, wrong. Mm. But we got through that month and, yeah, we kind of were, like... Fuck, and at that, actually, you got me into the meditation. Oh, that's the silver lining that's the month to that I ran. story. Yeah, because you were like, I'm going to go do this meditation, Vedic meditation that I've been recommended. And I was like, ah, oh, no. Nah. And Dad was really keen to do it because he'd just yeah. been told, but I was like, nah. And then, um, and then after that, I was like, I need to do this because I need to do this. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coping. I feel really anxious right now. <laughs> When you're out of control like that, you just, I don't know. It's, it's bad because I do. I Back in the day when I was younger, I suffered from pretty bad anxiety. And another I, episode. Another, yeah, lines up with this. But, like, yeah, very bad. Like, went to bloody anxiety clinics and stuff like that. Wet the bed, all that kind of <laughs> shit. Uh, That's not funny. Sorry. But, no, it is. But, yeah, just fine. I can laugh about it now. But, like, it does Ella. come back, though. You do, they don't ever tell you when you get over it or you think you're not. Yeah. You recovered from it. Because I thought, like, in high school, I kind of, after year seven, obviously, I thought I'd, like, gotten over it. But mm. when these kind of things happen or something really stressful happens, it just, like, 
mental health. Mental, it just, it just comes back like you can't control. It just like bubbles up to the surface, and I literally felt like I was going to explode. Like I was like, I don't know how to deal with this. So, and Dad came into my room one night actually, and was like, looked at me, and he's like, "You're like when he just got told, and it was really sad, and he was like crying, kind Aww. of thing. Like I just really, you remind me of me, and like this is like you know I'm very healthy kind of person, but like I think stress did this to me. Like I yeah. really want you to be like serious about this like I feel like you need to get your stress under control you know you get very uptight oh you're gonna make me cry and then I was like fuck I can't look at him in the eye right now I'm just gonna keep looking at my computer screen boom 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 (laughs) yes so I was like Steph I need to come to this meditation and fuck that was life-changing wasn't it oh we did a Vedic meditation course together and you do have to do the course to do it. Yeah. But essentially it's 20 minutes meditation morning and night. And it did really help because I've had a few ups and downs with dad in the sense that he has been, I haven't seen him in two and a half months and he has had a few other falls which I haven't really spoken about mm. with you either because I'm trying to like memory block them. But the med- talk about it with me. But the meditation is helping. Like, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it's so easy to be negative and to yeah. be like this is happening and now he's got this yeah. and this and but this. But big life change stuff like that is like different. It's true. Totally, but yeah. I think when you're positive, it really so does weird. help. Oh, the yeah. world around. Well, the day you. though I did decide to do it, remember the day that we booked in. I told you like I'd had it like an actual breakdown. <laughs> this remember is a good story. My, so my dog, I've got like a Rottweiler. Yes, I know, quite a hectic breed, but I yeah, he's not real. I shouldn't actually say they're not a hectic breed, but they're not a first. I'm not a first time buyer either, but of dogs, love dogs. They're a big dog. They need a lot of training, a lot of time. He's a male as well. Anyway, he's very strong. He's like now a year old. So he is hard to, yeah. So when he's like a puppy still, obviously he's very like strong. I went for a walk with Eddie and we were trying to do all this like fucking training with him and walk training. And I'd like this dog walked past and I think it was like maybe quite aggressive as well. And he kind of lunged for it and I couldn't, he just kept pulling and pulling and pulling. I fucking like cracked the shit. So I was like, fucking, I just wanted to hit him. I wanted to hit my dog. And I, I don't like it. Like, that's not me. But I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I was just, like, so angry. I just burst out crying. I was like, I can't walk my dog. I can't do anything. I can't do this. I just started sobbing in Colorado with Eddie. <laughs> and then everything comes out. And you're like, are you all right? Do you even like me? Like, I was like, do you even fucking like me? Like, I was like, do you like how I am right now? I'm fucking cracked like I'm just like fucked at the moment like you start getting really down on yourself oh yeah I was just like I don't even like I'm bawling right now having a panic attack because I couldn't walk my dog properly like that is like if that was my partner I'd be like you you are fucking loopy (laughs) and then I was like bawling I was like I want to do that you know when you start having all these like life revelations I was like I want to move to Byron (laughs) I want to have a big house with gardens and veggie patches and animals and I just like started having this like vision of my life I wanted and it was just like I need help though (laughs) (laughs) I have them daily yeah but like no but I felt like then I went to this meditation and it was like, that night I went to meditate for my first time ever and I came out and I was like, oh my God, like ever Weight since... Weight off your shoulder. I have not had a breakdown since, like a proper breakdown Neither. Like that. 
And it's you so know weird. me, when I yeah. get bad news, I can get really no, like, yeah. worked up. And now, bad news, but I usually can get worked up because I get really down on myself all of a sudden. And it's, especially when stuff like that's happening yeah. in your family or personal life, it's like everything starts like coming to pieces. Like, oh, you start critiquing your work or how shit you're at this. Or like, oh, I could do better at work. I do better at this. I cannot. This. I should exercise more. more. I need to have a big house. I need to have a family. Now. Like everything yeah. starts like coming into play and it's like really overwhelming but like when you meditate though it goes you start like your mind is clear everything's kind of put into perspective like i don't have this because i'm doing I'm something saving else. right now yeah. i'm building a business i've come so far i've done this like everything's like i want to you know i want to make more goals for myself on it like it's so weird it's so and i feel the exact same way like if i get a weird email or a bad call about dad before i used to meditate mm. i'd catastrophize so if the bad email would turn into my dad's going to die. My yeah. mum's not in a great place at the moment. My life's shit. I'm really bad at this. I'm shocking at this. I should do this more. And it's like meditating really helps you just yeah. take one thing and deal with yeah, it at that yeah. time and not make it into something that it's mm. not. Well, I think that was the silver lining for us. Big time. Big time. Um, and her, the, medita- the place we went to was... Um, um, Jess Osi. Yeah. And she's, she's amazing. amazing. And she knows your personal story, so whatever you're going through, you kind of have a one-on-one call with her before. And I told her everything. I told her my background with my anxiety. And she she's like, oh, you know, this is so... It comes back into your life. Whenever this kind of trauma or stuff yeah. happens or stuff that triggers you, it just comes right back. All of a sudden, even think you may be over it. It's imprinted on your body. In you, she was saying. And so she understands before you come to her classes, like, what's going on in your head and... It's really, really nice. It really, like, if you're going through anything, I highly recommend. Even if you're not going through anything, but you think maybe you don't deal with stress very well, I highly recommend it. It's really easy course, and it's very small group. It's only seven people in Bondi. And yeah. Very, I would say, Byron Bay vibe. Feel out the back there. For you, yeah. Yeah. Very it's cool. It's beautiful. Very beautiful. And... Yeah, a nice, something different as well. It's a nice skill to have because I'll quickly say before we end the podcast, so I always thought meditating was like, I'd do it at gyms, like at the end of yoga. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was only like the Zen hippie people in the fucking class that could do it. And I'd be like, well, I'm fucking feeling worse than I came. I'm thinking about all the shit I have to do today. I don't like this quiet time and your weird hippie music playing. Just turn it off. Yeah. And like, this was such a different view on meditating because it's so different to what I'd ever experienced. Anyway, so yeah, so highly recommended that. Recommend that. We've got um an article up on Clyde about it anyway. I have Which we'll link. But yeah. like, we'll link it in the podcast and you can read about our experiences with actually doing the meditation course and how we like learn how to meditate for 20 minutes twice a day. I don't, I do it once at the moment, but you're supposed to do it twice. But yeah. how we got to that and how we're feeling about it and how it's changed, how we deal our with stress and stuff like that. Um, Would you say it's changed your life? At the moment, yeah. Same. Really, I love it. I, yeah. Like, it's like in my morning routine, like I have to do it when I wake same. up. Same. The night time's up. a hard one for me. but I think again. during COVID it's really it's hard, hard yeah. because you're at home all day anyway. Mm. But the my reactions to things now are just so different. Different, yeah. So nice. different. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, guys. We've got to do yeah. our recos for the week. Oh, let's recos quickly. Po- let's do a positive, um, sorry, not a positive, more of a light-hearted spin. Ella, what are your recommendations for the week? Oh, my recommendations were grilled burgers. 
Because oh. I've been, like, loving that. It's my highlight of the oh. week. I think I'm going to order for my everyone tonight um, at home. I'm going to order, yeah, burgers for them. Because I feel like everyone gets so excited about grilled burgers. They've got the best, like... At the moment, I'm trying to be a bit more vego. Um, and they've got really great vegetarian options. They're fucking amazing. Their hot chips are amazing. And you don't feel gross after it. And I love burgers. And I usually feel gross, but they don't make you feel guilty. And I like well, they're that. they're marketed as the healthy burger. Yeah, no, fucking Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How is your vego journey going? Oh, I, yeah, I'm double. But between. do you feel any different? I wouldn't say I'm a vegetarian. No, it doesn't make me feel different. I'm more, you know, I'm a big animal lover. I just big feel time. I, I feel a bit guilty. That's why I'm doing it more. It's okay. not about anything. I'm just like, I need to fucking do, do, do what part. I preach. You know, yeah. do my part. Anyway, and then my other one is the new Lucy Activewear. I fucking love it. Oh, then you. It's like all their in like environmentally friendly range as well. Like I think it's like recycled. It's incredible. Recycled fabrics and stuff like that. Really flattering. They're really well. flattering and really nice colors. Really comfy and they come in different colors and I really like it. Nice. So food and fashion for me. This nice. Week. Yeah. I'm gonna do another book. Okay, do another book because you love books. Yeah. So just finished last night. Honeybee. My good friend recommended it to me. It is a beautiful novel it deals with a lot of different issues around what it's like being an adolescent what it's like dealing with not feeling like you're in your own body and you you're not aligning with your sexuality and your gender and it's very similar to boy swallows universe Mm. in that sense and it's such an easy read but it's a bit of a tearjerker and i really recommend that one and i also want to recommend sorry ella because you're not up to date with this, but if anyone is up to date with Erica Girardi and whether she knew that Tom Girardi stole money, vibes. yep, Real yeah. Housewives of Beverly Hills. I guess that well because I hear so much about it. Uh, so I'm on the fence. I do think she knew, but basically Tom Girardi is accused of stealing money from innocent victims from lawsuits he's defended. So plane crash victims, orphans, all these big cases. He was one of the characters in um, Aaron Brockovich. And he's... I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. So he was the mean lawyer oh, in really? Aaron Brockovich, okay. not the nice lawyer. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a really good podcast, which I'll link for you guys, that kind of unpacks the behind the scenes about working for Erica and her glam squad and how they got paid and who they got paid by. They got paid by the law firm. So it's all very fishy, in my mm. opinion. But I also I think she, she, I don't think she had any idea that he was laund- like laundering money and stealing from innocent victims. But I do think she had a role to play. And okay. that's my recommendation. So Honeybee and that podcast. And that's it. Is that a podcast? Oh, it's like a podcast talking about the Talking goss. about it. Like, okay. it's all the goss, actually, from, from LA. Goss. So, well, like, called, though, again? Can't remember, need to link okay. it. Sorry about that. <laughs> but it, it's just one episode okay. that you need to listen to. But she kind of gets all the intel from all the makeup artists that worked for Erica. How cool. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and if anyone wants to DM me about... Um, trying to get financial aid <laughs> if you've got a parent or grandparent. Another great client advice section <laughs> that we have. <laughs> Just hit me up and I'll, yeah. I'll put you in touch with NCAP. Yeah. If anyone has any advice about prostate cancer as well. Yes, we need that. 
My dad does. He yeah. He's up to chatting to anyone just about what they've done. Because we don't, open. we don't, we don't know what we're doing yet with dear dad. Do no, we? he's still just on the fence with what he's gonna do. So on the fence. yeah. All right, guys. I know that was a bit more of a heavy heavier episode. episode, but we thought it was a recent kind of thing that happened. Um, that we laugh. About we are now. trying to show that we're not that silly always and, no. yeah, and nothing is always as it seems there's no. always everyone has a story to tell yeah we don't usually talk about it that much no yeah, never a bit awkward whenever someone heavy. goes how's your dad i go yeah good what how's your work how's yeah. your job <laughs> <laughs> then we'll end on that note all right all bye right. guys